It's time to renew your mind, yeah, it's time It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you If you're always looking behind Do you want truth? Maybe clarity The raw talent podcast is out here changing lives The day I went from dark to light And it's the same day I came to life And you can too Welcome to the Raw Talent Podcast And here's your host, Dave Talent Welcome back. It is time to get real raw again as we seek together all things true, all things clear, and all things in freedom. Today we're going to get real raw as we ask, where are we as men? Where do we stand as men? So we just finished up a three-part series on our financial 20, like our 1020. And we're going to move into our relationship 1020 or our location. But before we can get into identifying and assessing where we are in our relationships, you know, our relationships as a husband or a partner, a father, a friend, a coworker. I think we really need to assess where we are in the world as men. Where do we stand as men? Because I do believe there's a time coming when we're going to be called. I think the time is soon. I think it's sooner than later that we're going to be called as men. I think we're going to be called as American men or men of faith, men of God. But I do believe we're going to be called. And I do, I believe the time is near. I think there's enough insanity in the world right now that we are going to have to define who we are as men. What's even more insane is the fact, even today, we're debating the word man or debating the word woman. I think it's purely insane that we're in a space in our world right now where we're defining the word man or woman. We're defining categories of pronouns. Now, before we get going, before I get some people upset, because I'm going to do that, this is the Raw Town Podcast, go this week, watch the, mo- uh, watch the movie 1984 by George Orwell, or go read the book. It was written in the late 1940s, projecting a future in the 1980s, right, 1984. And what stood out in that movie for me was a couple things, right? They had a bunch of dictionaries, like the certain edition of a dictionary. The di- dictionaries had edition after edition after edition, and they were changing the language. And they were forcing people to use the language of the dictionaries. What words they could say, what words they couldn't say, but they were changing the language. And of course, George Orwell was looking ahead to a possible future, right? Changing our language. You would think that's kind of crazy, right? Written back in the late 1940s, projecting a, a future in the 1980s, 1984. You would think it's kind of crazy. And now here we are. In the 21st century, in 2024, and we're debating things like the word man or woman, debating it, where our common sense, I can look at somebody and go, that's a man. Or if we saw somebody naked, we go, yep, they got male parts, they got female parts. Our common sense, the way God, the creator created us, and we're debating it. We're debating nature. Now, I realize that there is some differences in nature. I realize that the things show up. And again, let me put this disclaimer out there. Be who you want to be. We live in America. We are a free country. We have the freedom of conscience, the freedom of speech, the freedom of worship, the freedom to bear arms, the freedom to private property. We have all these freedoms. Go to our constitution, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But we have the freedom to be who we want to be. We have the freedom to pursue life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, as long as we don't impede upon other people's rights. But in that movie, 1984, they were compelling 
the language through dictionaries, what they could say, what they couldn't say. There was one scene that stood out at me towards the end where he's being tortured. And when he's being tortured, the man simply asks him, what's two plus two, right? And the answer we all know, without a doubt, 100% is four. Two objects plus two objects equal four. I could put four objects on the table. One, two, three, four, four objects. Two of those objects plus two of those objects equals four. This seems pretty benign. Actually, pre- seems this discussion actually seems pretty insane, right? But in that scene, the torturer kept putting up the hand. I think in the, I remember the movie, puts his hand up five. And he forces the man, the victim, the one being tortured, he forces him to say five against his conscience, against common sense, against reality, forces him to think that two plus two equals five. Now that seems like a pretty simple scene, right? Pretty simple. Maybe even kind of comical. But recently, in the last two years, I have seen two incidents where I saw a liberal, woke, 20-something female on a news report talking to an anchor, a news anchor, and she's like, why can't two plus two equal five? There's the insanity. Here's a grown adult trying to tell all of us why can't two plus two? And I thought, well, that maybe that maybe that's just a one twenty-year-old, somebody that's twenty years old or something. And just recently, I'm hearing that a Harvard professor is speaking out to why two plus two equals five. And there it is. It's not insanity; it's by design. They're trying to control our language. I mean, it's so insane that they are creating laws around the world and trying to do so in the United States, where if somebody misgenders somebody. It's a criminal offense. You use the wrong pronoun and it's a criminal offense. Meanwhile, we can send billions upon billions upon billions of dollars overseas to corrupt governments. And we have no idea where that money's going. But man, if you, you misgender somebody, you could go to jail. And the people receiving all that money, whether it's fraud or corruption, no one's going to jail for fraud or corruption. They want to track how much money we spend at the, at the realm of $600 but we're, we're losing billions of dollars. No, no one can track billions of dollars spent of our own tax paying, our own tax money. So we're facing some insanity. And as men, where do we stand in that? See, before we can get into where we stand in our relationships, like where do I stand as a husband? Where do I stand as a partner? Where do I stand as a father? Before we can even do that, we have to decide where we stand as men. Now, I know I'm just speaking to the men and not women because I'm a man. Right? I'd have to err to my partner, who's a strong woman. I'd have to err to her to get her insight on being a woman. But I do believe that we as men are going to have to stand. Now, I know there's a lot of debate about this. I'm not at any point debating that women can't be strong, can't provide, can't lead. At no point am I, uh, am I making that argument. Of course, of course women are strong women and can be strong women and can be strong leaders and could be independent and provide. That's not what I'm talking about today. But we as men have to understand our calling as well. And our calling always has been, always will be, to lead, provide, and protect, to empower. Always has been, always will be. And it doesn't matter what insanity is around us. doesn't matter what type of liberal, woke nonsense comes at us. It's still our role, our God-given nature, our God-given role to lead, 
provide, and protect. Now, of course, the strong woman next to me can lead, provide, and protect as well. And they can do it together. See, I believe that masculine energy and feminine energy combine to create. It's nature. Masculine energy and feminine energy literally come together, form together to create. We create projects, we create children, we create families, and we create. The most important thing we probably create is families, and they don't want us to do that. Let's leave no doubt that they don't want us to do that. And any attempt, I believe, to separate man or woman is attempt to divide and conquer, to control. Any attempt to pit man versus woman, black versus white, tall versus short, whatever, whatever category they elect to choose is to divide and conquer. Matter of fact, they use words. They use words, right? So they pit, it against, they pit us against each other all the time. They start with religion, whatever religion we are, whatever denomination we are. Then they get into our gender, right? Male versus female, female versus male. Then they'll get into race. Everybody's a racist, right? Racist, racist, racist. Then they get into, we just went through three years of it, vaccinated and unvaccinated, right? And what the unvaccinated went through was hell. They were mocked name called, and then all of a sudden, kind of getting vindicated now, kind of getting vindicated as the lies come out and all the things come out. But they pit us against each other to divide and conquer. They use fear as well. But the reality of it is, we all know that a strong family is a blessing, and strong masculine energy with strong feminine energy creates strength. It creates creation. It creates a family. So you have, to, you have to do your research, and even doing your own research was mocked for the last three years. Doing your own research was a sign that you were a conspiracy theorist. And see, they even used the word conspiracy theorist. If you do your research on conspiracy theory and, 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 and do your research on the actual word itself and what it was used for, I'll give you a hint. It was, it was used to, to demean and mock anybody seeking the truth, anybody doing their own research, anybody digging and they use the word just like you could accuse anybody of being a racist. It's hard to defend. But doing your own research was looked down upon. You're going to put an experimental drug in your body to combat some survivable pestilence, completely 99.99% survivable pestilence, and doing your own research about the ingredients or doing your own research about the side effects was deemed stupid, deemed unreasonable, was mocked. I even saw news anchors mock doing your own research. Insanity. So this is what's coming at us. It's, it's coming at us, and it's insane. Don't believe me? Go read the Communist Manifesto. Go read what communism does. Go read what those leaders do to divide the state, to divide the people so that they can control them. For example, I just heard that you know, conspiracy theorists was similar to... Uh, Mao's uh, bad elements, dissidents. I've even heard them talk about the useless idiots. These are the people they used to have the countercultural revolution. These are the ones that actually they use for the revolution. And then after the revolution's complete and they need to normalize some things, the useless idiots are the first to go. They're the first to be purged because they realize they were dissidents and they'll never submit to order, even if it's their order. 
Even it's their control. So the irony is the useless idiots that are running around and, and screaming hate American and counterculture and, and, and the patriarchy and all this stuff, they're going to be the first ones that are purged because they're useless idiots. That's what we're up against. And they see in that system, they want to take away God. They want to take away the family because the state is God and the state is the family. In a communist system, you can't have a strong family. You have to divide the men and women. You can't have a strong family because the state is the family. The state is in control. You have to remove God from the equation because the state is, is God. The state is in control. So this is what's coming at us as men. This is what's coming at us. It's even more insidious when you get into the media and you get into what the programming that's come at us. Just take, for example, any sitcom, any sitcom. Just take a random sitcom. Matter of fact, go back 20, 30 years. Go back 30, 40 years and look at all the sitcoms. Look at the male role and look at the female role. Look at the man of the house. And I would gamble that he's portrayed as a bumbling idiot. Not strong, not in the lead, definitely meek, definitely mild, not in, not in the lead, not protecting, not providing, and not in the lead. But... Let's contrast that with the history of the world. Any regime, any tribe, any warlord, any conquering army in the history of the world, any conquering army did a few things. First of all, they invaded with military-aged males. Let's not even look to the border, but military-aged males. They invaded with military-aged males to take over a nation. Then... Again, let's go back. Military-aged males, not military-aged females. They invaded with military-aged males. And then they separated the men and women. They killed off the men. They enslaved the women or assimilated the women. That's all I'm going to say about that. And they definitely assimilated the children, took the children and indoctrinated them. But they took the women for themselves. And that ethic of conquest. They separated the men and women. Go back to what the fascists did, also called Nazis, National Socialists, go back to what they did, National Socialists, they separated the men and women. Separated the men, the women, and the children. That's an extreme form of it, but look at it now. Everything they do is to try to divide us and divide the man and woman. I believe where we need to stand, first and foremost, we need to stand as strong men. We need to stand as men of God. We need to stand as men who can lead, protect, and provide. And they don't want that. And where do we start leading, providing, and protecting? I think the first place we point to is God. And I've gone through that in most of my podcasts, right? Psalm 91, we, we put our faith in God. Matthew 6, we seek God first. We seek the righteousness of the kingdom first and everything else will be provided, right? We seek the narrow path instead of the wide path. And we put our faith in God. In Philippians 4, 6 to 13, right, we put all of our faith in Christ who can do all things, but we also think about true things and noble things and excellent things. But also, Psalm 91 knows that we will be protected by God Almighty, and we will stand and watch as 10,000 men fall around us and the wicked are punished. So where do we stand? And we have to stand in our faith first. Like in, when I was in the military, like in the Marine Corps, right, it was God, family, country, corps. That's where we stood, right? God, family, country, core. Not perfect, but that's where we stood. Stand in God, stand in faith. In God, we put our trust, right? Stand in faith. 
focus on our family, focus on our country, and focus on our core. What are we doing every day, day in and day out, in, in that stand? We know what's up against us. I mean, I don't have enough time to go in today what's up against us and how they're trying to divide us and conquer us. We've already kind of gone into some previous episodes in the Divided Conquer War. It's all nonsense. On any given day, men and women work together with no issues. On any given day, black, white, and every race possible work together with no issues. Every day, rich and poor work together with no issues. As Americans, we as Americans work together with no issues. So who is it that's trying to divide us and conquer us all the time? Who's infiltrated? I'll give you an example. Who's infiltrated? Trying to divide. And where have they infiltrated? It's time to expose them. They're exposing us as racists and conspiracy theorists and all this type of stuff. It's time to expose them. Hell, some of the founders of some organizations call themselves trained Marxists. Didn't, we didn't have to expose them. They exposed themselves. They love that little red book that Mao wrote. And when they do that, we have to know that that's what we're up against. They're not Americans. They hate America. They want us to fall. So we ha- I think we have to get in the word. As men, we have to stand in the word. Before we can do anything else, before we can even establish our financial 20, our relationship 20, where we establish our home, where we establish our spirituality, where we establish our health, our location in any of those, where our starting point in any of those, before we have any of that, we have to define who we are as men of God and as American men, as Americans. And then what is our ultimate role? Where do we stand as men? Our role is to lead, to provide, and protect. Of course, I want to be right next to a strong woman that can lead, provide, and protect as well. But I would, I would, I would gamble that there are women out there right now that want a strong man to lead, provide, and protect, even though they're just as capable as a mama bear. I mean, we see it in nature, right? God forbid you go after a lion's cubs or a bear's cubs, right? Of course the mother's going to attack and defend. Of course. And that combined energy works together. I think it's unstoppable, and I think that's why they want us to divide us. Of course we want strong men and women, but the men have to be strong as well. I, I, I walk around all the time, and even my partner, she's like, we always ask, like, where are all the men? Just go to the mall one day. Go out in the public one day and just look around. Like, what the hell is going on? Of course there's men out there, right? Of course. On any given day, like, where are the men? So I, have to, I think we have to stand in God and establish where do I stand in God. I have to get into the Word. A great place, I think, is Psalm 91. A great place is Psalm 91. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. So start seeking God, truth, and wisdom first. Look at books like 1984 to see what we're up against. Start looking at everywhere they're trying to divide and conquer us. Look at everywhere they're trying to take the man out of the family. Everywhere they're trying to belittle the man, tear down the man. Look at everywhere and expose it. Every time you hear the word patriarchy or toxic masculinity, just know those terms are made up. In the last century, I think the last 50 years, made up terms. Know where they come from. Know that they are a communist tactic to divide and, and, and conquer to categorize us, to track us, to categorize us, to pit us against each other so they can stay in control. 
I believe we need a strong patriarchy and a strong matriarchy. That's the bottom line. Combine masculine energy, feminine energy, combine so we can create and continue to create the American dream and America first. It takes us being united. We're called the freaking United States for a reason. So it takes us standing in that space. In my previous podcast, and I've had some previous posts, I can share the document as well. Again, if anybody will reach out to me, Strong Side, my Uncle Julius from Remember the Titans, a movie Remember the Titans. I wrote a, a letter for when he uh, passed away for his celebration of life where we all stand on the strong side. We remember the Titans, that we all, there was a moment in time where we all could unite. All races could unite, united. And in America, we are a melting pot. We all can unite and stand. Stand as men and women, both in faith and beyond. So I would grab a Bible so you can stand in wisdom and truth. I would ask the creator of the universe to reveal wisdom and truth. And he will speak to you directly. God will speak to you directly and reveal that wisdom and truth so that your revelation can become scripture someday as well. All the men and women of the Bible had God speak to them and then their stories showed up or their revelations showed up in books. As God spoke through them, it was inspired revelation and it showed up in books. And God is still living and he can show up through each and every one of us. If we ask for wisdom and seek wisdom, that revelation can come out. We have to confront doctrine where it divides us. We have to confront doctrine that controls us. We have to confront doctrine that makes us submit to a man. The only person we submit to, the only entity that we submit to is the creator and God. Our rights, our founding fathers knew this, our rights are inalienable, and they come from the creator. They don't come from a government. They don't come from a state. They come from our creator. And our founding fathers knew that as well. So we have to stand on that foundation. Where do we stand? Stand on the foundation of God. Stand on the rock of Jesus Christ. Stand on the Bible. Stand on God's wisdom and truth revealed to you. And then stand on our sacred documents in this country. Stand on the Constitution. For many of the military out there and many of the law enforcement officers out that I work with, we all swore an oath to the Constitution. We swore an oath to the Constitution of the United States. And I would ask my fellow brothers and sisters, have you even read the document that you swore to? Have you even read the document that we swore to? Have you read the Constitution of the United States of America so that you know when you're supporting a lawful law, a constitutional law versus an unconstitutional law, an unlawful law? Because you know, we all know that the American citizens can resist an unlawful law. We in the military know that we can refuse an unlawful order. We know that. That's where we stand. I know in my stand as a man, as a man of God, as a man that was formerly in the military, as a man that has enforced, has stood as a sworn officer, I know I actually have a duty, I have a right to refuse an unlawful order. I have a duty and a right not to enforce an unlawful or unconstitutional law. I know I have, I know that I have that right. But do we even know what that is? Have we ever even considered that half the time? What the, we're, we're actually enforcing. I mean, there, there's this big push now to duty to intervene. The duty to intervene if we see an officer doing something wrong or using force unnecessarily. If we don't think the force is necessary, proportional, or reasonable, we have a duty to intervene. But I ask 
every American citizen, I ask every law enforcement officer, I ask everybody in the military, don't we have a duty to intervene when we perceive a law that's unconstitutional and unlawful? Don't we have a duty to intervene when we look at our leaders and they're doing something wrong? Don't we have a duty to intervene like Texas is doing right now? Texas is standing up right now. There is an invasion. I think there's pure insanity. We have homeless people on the streets of America. Millions of homeless people, including many homeless veterans. And we're sending billions overseas to foreign wars. And we're sending, we're housing people that invaded our country illegally. We're housing them. I just heard that one state's giving them two years of free rent. I'd love some free rent. How about those Americans? How many American citizens in Chicago would love some free rent? They're housing these people for free. And they're putting it on us. So when do we have a duty to intervene and say enough's enough? They've crossed the line. I would get ourselves a copy of the Constitution. I would remind ourselves of the Constitution. And in the Declaration of Independence, I'm going to read some of it here. So <clears throat> when in the course of human events... It becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of earth the supreme and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's gods entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare that the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. These are truths. These are inalienable truths. They've always existed. And no state, no government, especially a communist government, a fascist government, a socialist government, a national socialist government, a democratic socialist government, especially them, don't ever supersede. The state never supersedes these truths. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. All men are created equal. That's where we stand. I asked today where we stand. We stand as men that are created equal. And man, of course, could stand for mankind, humankind. We're not debating over the language of words. Mankind. That also equals women. Men and women are created equal. And men and women are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So these rights don't come from the state. They don't come from the government. They don't even come from our constitution. These rights preceded the written document. These rights existed from time immemorial. From the beginning of time, these rights existed. And they came from God. And they want to remove God from the equation. Let's, let's be clear about that. And, to, and it's continuing. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And whenever, that, and whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government, laying its foundations on such principles. So where do we stand? Are we even aware of what's going on right now? I, I think we have lost our way. Politicians think we are to respond to them. Elected leaders, are, we're supposed to respond to them. We just spent three years being locked down. I had to face losing my job after 20 plus years on the job. Face losing my job because two officials decided they wanted to mandate. They wanted to mandate people taking an experimental drug and forcing us to inject that into our bodies. No informed consent. No explanation of the ingredients. No explanation of the side effects, which we now know are abundantly obvious. 
millions of injuries, millions of deaths. But we are going to be forced to put an experimental drug into our bodies. And I finally got to a point in my life and I said, no, I'm willing to lose my job. I'm willing, I'm willing to lose it all. That's the line they won't cross. And of course, now there's a lot of backlash for people that actually were forced to go through that. But human beings try to force that upon us because they thought they have power. And they forgot that we, the people, have the power. Men and women. They also forget that when they enforce a law, when they, when they legislate a law, when they create a law, it better be constitutional. Because they're going to force other people to go enforce it. Of course, they're not going to enforce the law that they create. They're not going to enforce the law. They're not going to enforce that law. I looked up the, the, the case of Eric Garner. And again, I'm not today going to debate the case of Eric Garner. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about Eric Garner. I'm not going to talk about the police officers. I'm sure there was a lot of litigation around it. There were a lot of protests around it. Uh, a lot of litigation, court cases, things like that. Not getting into that. I'm not judging the officers. I'm not judging Eric Garner. Again, not getting into that. I'm not doing that at all. I'm simply going to say where it all started. This whole case started with a law. And this law, and, on, and this whole case started on the selling of single cigarettes, which they call Lucy's. Single cigarettes from packs without tax stamps. So this is all about taxes, all about money. So the law was created around single cigarettes because it can't be taxed. Somebody passed that law. And that's what was being enforced that day. I'm not sure that's going to stand, the that law will stand the test of time or the Constitution. I don't know. But just let that one sink in for example. That law enforcement came from a law that's, that somebody passed. Not the police officers, not the, the Garner family. No, no, no. Elected officials passed a law in regards to selling single cigarettes from PACs without tax stamps. And that law all had to do with money and tax. And heck, we, I think we fought a revolution over taxation without representation. I think we actually fought a revolution over taxation. which That's a whole other topic for a whole other day, how much we are taxed as Americans. But I think we're being called at some point, at some point, to know where we stand. Where do we stand as Americans? Have we even read our Constitution? Have we even read our Constitution? Do we even know what it's about and why it even exists? See, the beginning of the Constitution starts with this, that we, the people of the United States, in order to perform a more perfect union, establish justice, and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty ourselves, and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So we as men and women of the United States of America, and especially the men that are called to lead, provide and protect, we are called, we the people, we are called to form a perfect union. We are called to establish justice. We are called to ensure domestic tranquility. Look at our country right now, not happening. Our leaders aren't getting it done. We are called to provide for the common defense and secure our borders, not getting done right now. We are called to promote for the general welfare. That means everybody, our homeless as well. Everybody, every American citizen, but we send billions overseas. And we are called to secure the blessings of liberty. That means that everybody has the freedom of speech, the freedom of conscience, the freedom of worship, the right to bear arms, to defend ourselves and defend ourselves from tyrants, the right to private property, 
in any attempts to take our private property. Our elected officials have the duty to protect us from any external factors outside of our country to protect us from anybody trying to take our private property, take our rights, take our rights to bear arms, take our freedom of speech, take our freaking freedom of conscience, our freedom to worship. Again, use whatever pronouns you want to use. But what you won't do is compel us to do so. Conspel, compel, I think they've already figured out that compelled speech is unconstitutional. So if they ever pass a law that compels speech like they've done in Europe, like they're trying to do in some states, if they ever pass a law that, consp- that compels that we s- speak a certain way, and it's a criminal offense to misgender something, that's unconstitutional. It's already unconstitutional. Already out the gate, it's unlawful. And I'm calling men and women in the United States of America, I'm calling all of us to stand and say, you know what? That's a line they won't cross. We're not going there. So before we can get into anything else in our lives, before we can get into our finances, before we can get into our relationships, before we can get into our home life, before we can get into our career environment, before we can get into our spirituality and our health, before we can get into any of those areas and define define where we are and where we want to go in our life, we have to define where we are as a country. And we have to define where we are as men and women. I can only speak to the men. Where are we standing when it comes to being Americans, when it comes to being citizens of the United States of America? Citizen Marines, citizen soldiers, where do we stand? Where do we stand in our faith with God, the Creator, that gave us those inalienable rights? Where do we stand? Where do we stand in leading, protecting, and providing for our family and our loved ones? Where do we stand? As we go into the next week, I highly suggest we ask ourselves, faced with everything we're facing in the world and all the insanity we're facing in our country, where do we stand? Where do I stand? Where do you stand? Where do we stand? Where do we stand in our faith? Where do we stand in relationship to our great country, our constitution, the constitution of the United States? Where do we stand in relationship to that great document, the Declaration of Independence? Where do we stand? And where do we stand at the forefront of our families? As we lead them, provide for them, and protect them in every area of our lives. As we lead them, provide, and protect in our spirituality. As we lead, provide, and protect in our health, in our lifestyle. And we lead, provide, and protect in our finances, in our careers. And where do we lead them as we lead, provide, and protect in our homes? I've heard 2024 is going to be pretty wild. So I ask all of us, if if 2024 is going to be wild... Where are the men ready to stand? Where are the men and women ready to stand? Where are the men ready to lead, provide, and protect? As we go into that week, just consider those. Let those things sink in. As always, all right, I wish everyone peace and blessings. I wish and I pray for all of you. I pray for peace, prosperity, happiness, truth, trust, love, and respect. And I pray that God blesses America. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through the new of our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good, find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, All glory be to God and the way, the truth, and the life. 
in Jesus Christ.